You are listening to Podcasting for Entrepreneurs with me, Anna Parker Naples. We're going to be sharing what it takes to build a powerful podcast that explodes your personal brand and brings in profit. We are audiopreneurs, changing lives one listener at a time. Today, we're talking about the thing that most entrepreneurs who decide they want a podcast actually would really love to achieve. And that is how to get a number one charting podcast. The most important thing I want to say on this is that in order to get a number one charting podcast in any chart, in any category or subcategory around the world, first and foremost, you need to make sure that you give the launch of your podcast attention, time and effort. One of the things that makes me cringe a little bit that I hear again and again from new podcasters is when I say to them, oh, you know, how did your launch go? And they say, oh, well, um, actually, I wanted to see how the podcast did before I told anyone about it. And I'm not getting many downloads and I can't understand why. So I've not really told anyone. You aren't going to have a successful show unless you lead with energy and focus. And there is no point you putting together a podcast if you aren't engaging all of the elements to capitalize on this opportunity, this window of opportunity that you have when your podcast is brand new. Let's talk a little bit about where you're going to be charting anyway, what that really means. So Apple has quite comprehensive charts for cross-country, category, niche. Um, So each country, the country that you live in, or certainly your Apple account is created in, is the podcast that you're really seeing in the top charts for your own country. And when you are able, for example, to start charting in the UK business charts, then Apple starts to, your your podcast is being promoted by Apple in more places. It's being seen in more places. And if you get a lot of traction and a lot of volume of activity happening on your show, then you may well be featured in the new show section or the top show section for your particular category. And that's amazing because that gives you ample opportunity to be seen and heard by new eyes and ears. Why wouldn't you give yourself the best ability to bring in a new audience when you've gone to the effort of planning and recording and editing and uploading your podcast? There are some charts over on Spotify as well, although currently they only show the top 50 podcasts within a particular category. But on Apple, there's much more wiggle room because they have the main categories and then they have subcategories as well, which while you can't actually see those within the Apple app, you can track them in places like Podkite or Chartable or Podcharts.co. Now, the thing about podcast charts is some podcast producers will say, well, they don't really matter because they change so regularly. However, If you have a number one or a number five or a number 10 or a number 20 charting show, you always have that as a badge of credibility and a badge of honour. It's like when, as a teenager, I used to listen to Bruno Brooks doing the top 40 on a Sunday afternoon when I was supposed to be going downstairs to have my roast dinner. Whoever became number one was celebrated and remembered. And it's exciting. And it gives them a tremendous buzz of visibility, recognition and value. And it's the same for you as a personal brand, as a as an entrepreneur. It's the same for you with your podcast. So why wouldn't you maximise this opportunity? 
So getting a successful number one podcast doesn't just happen with you telling everybody to go and listen. It starts much earlier than that with looking at the categories that are right for your show, right for your audience, right for your niche, and making sure that the categories and subcategories are chosen correctly. And again, I'll do an episode on this at some point in this show. Then it's looking at your description of your show and the name of your show. Do they actually tell people who it's for, who should be listening to this? Does the name represent what they're going to learn? Does it speak to them? Does the description also tell them that they're in the right place for the exact information they want? Is it keyword rich, but not keyword stuffed? So it flows and it it reads correctly. Have you got artwork that is compelling the people you're trying to reach to come in and listen? Does your artwork look quality? I talk again and again on this show about deciding where you're pitching yourself. All of these components need to make a difference. Have you used meta tags on your audio, which support the keywords? Are your episodes titled nicely and enticingly for your ideal listener? Do they know why it's worth them listening to a particular episode? Because whilst it's your friends and family who might be listening, that's fine. But what you're trying to do is bring in a new audience and get them excited about returning to your show. So all of that stuff happens way before you go to launch your podcast. And then once you have got everything ready and it's submitted and it's live in Apple and Google Podcasts and Stitcher and Spotify and all of the places, and don't worry, I'll be telling you exactly how to do that in another episode. Then you have to think about how you're going to engage your audience. How are you going to take them on the journey of you creating your podcast so they feel very involved in it? And this for us and our clients starts actually a good couple of months out of the podcast actually going live. So they feel, my audience, my followers feel very much part of the journey. At launch, the things that we see that work are a combination of the following, depending on your style of delivery and the followers you do or do not already have on social media. But we use things like competitions or contests. We create either a Facebook group or a WhatsApp group as part of the support team at launch. We have email sequences that go out directing people to take specific actions. We have live events and streamed events where we're encouraging others in our field, be our competitors, our peers, our clients to come and support the launch of the show. We make it a special event. We make it exciting. Now, in terms of the actions that you want people to take... Because Apple right now, as I'm recording this, has the most comprehensive charts of categories and subcategories, you want to be directing as much traffic there as possible if you're focused on getting a top charting podcast. And in doing so, what you're looking for is to get people to subscribe to the show, to get them to play through your individual episodes all the way from start to finish. That's really important. That's something Apple is monitoring behind the scenes. You want them to leave a rating, a genuine rating, and hopefully they will like what you've done and it will be a five-star rating. Nevertheless, you need that rating. And you also want to ask for genuine reviews. And the review is for the show, not the specific episode. And when you can incentivize people to take all of that action in your launch period, a concerted few days, maybe a week where you are driving people to go and support you, then you have the chance to get your show rising through the ranks. And let me tell you, when that starts to happen, 
It is incredible. And in fact, I'm going to do a further episode on exactly what happens when you get this right and the impact of that for you, your personal brand and your business. Thank you for listening to Podcasting for Entrepreneurs with Anna Parker Naples. I'd love to invite you to come over and find my free and friendly community over on Facebook, where you can tell us about your plans to explode your brand and drive in profits using the power of podcasts. Because we are audiopreneurs changing lives one listener at a time.